What's going on, folks? It's your boy Aaron Dante. You know, no picture of dark podcast. We bring the heavy hitters. We pick people from Baltimore, D.C., Virginia, Philly, New York, all over. And it's Women's History Month. When why not highlight women and what women are doing out here? You gotta listen and learn and say, hey, support. So I have this amazing guest that I've been trying to get on. <laughs> She's been jet setting all across, all over. She's jet setting. So for me to get her on the show, it's a blessing and honor to have her on the show. So the next voice you'll hear is Miss Karina Delgado, and you can learn a little bit more about her and her story. Right back. No Picks After Dark is sponsored by Snug Books, an independent bookstore serving Northeast Baltimore and beyond. In addition to featuring new books for all ages, the store also carries cards, stationery, gifts, games, and more. Visit snugbooks.com to shop online, learn more about the store, read our latest newsletter, and find a calendar of events, or come browse the store in person. Snug Books is located at 4717 Harvard Road, next to Zeke's Coffee in Hamilton, Laurelville. There is free parking behind the store. Open hours are Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Welcome to the No Picks of a Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. You know, I always bring the heavy hitters, like I said earlier. I'm so excited about this guest. I mean, she's in Miami one week. She could be in Milan. You know, I don't know. But I'm so happy to have her on. Miss Karina Delgado, how are you doing today? Grinding and grateful. Thank you so much for coming down to Baltimore. Yeah, my pleasure. You know, I'm actually uh, up here pretty frequently. Okay. Um, one of the radio stations I'm on, Mix 1065, is, is here in Baltimore. So we were just up here for the 34th annual Johns Hopkins Children's Center Radiothon. Love it. Yes. And we broke records, by the way. Uh, we were able to uh, raise over $1.4 million for the Children's Hospital for right here in our own backyard in Baltimore. I, I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. So I love Charm City. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. So, you know, Baltimore. I, 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 love, I love Baltimore. I do like D.C. Yeah. D.C. I always tell people, I go for dinner, I go to Baltimore. DC on Sunday I go for brunch. Okay, That's yeah. My, <laughs> it's the only place I know you can start brunch at twelve o'clock and it's going on to nine o'clock at night. Yeah, only yeah. place. But let's give the little quick bio. Okay, Miss Karina. Okay, we're gonna do a little. We're gonna jump around. Okay, she's been a voice and broadcasting for over twenty years, more than twelve stations across the country. Delgado has been a reporter and anchor for ABC and Fox affiliates in Anchorage, Alaska. We're talking about. In addition, she's opened up for countless acclaimed artists and Def Jam poetry. A Grammy Award artist, The Roots, World Poetry Champion Buddy Wakefield, and many more. Delgado is a two-time wide, two-time statewide poetry championships, ranked nationally within the top ten performers of poets with PSI Poet Slam Incorporated. Y- y'all hear this? Did y'all hear this right here? <laughs> Delgado also took the stage at TEDx Anchorage, forming a multimedia poetic monologue entitled "The Divine Connection of the Human Condition." We gotta give people their flowers. This is why I'm doing this here. Okay, skipping around. A sought-after public speaker, Karina has been an MC and a keynote speaker for such groups as the United Way, the NAACP, National Endowment of the Arts, and the YMCA, to name a few. Delgado can be heard waking up around nation's capital, 94.7 The Drive, as well as middays and morning mix, 106.5, rolling on hot 95.9 in Austin, Texas, Planet 102.3, and Corpus Christi. Can we give the lady the flowers right now? <laughs> 
Thank you. I received those flowers. Yes. Thank you. Yes, we got to give you. We got to do the bio. Yeah. Because you're doing some amazing things out here. Yeah. We're doing you. it, and I, I love that you were doing this. And that, again, it's an honor to have you on the show. Sit down and chop it up with you for a little bit. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming. So we gave you the bio. So tell people a little bit about you. Are you from Anchorage, Alaska? Is that is that we're hearing, or where are you so from? So I'm I'm all over. Okay. So I'm born in Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. I spent about seven years of my formative years in the Bay Area in California. I went back to Alaska for high school, and then met my husband, my son's father. <laughs> uh, after we got married, I joined the army. And I began my, I went back and I began my career there in Anchorage, Alaska. I hopped out to Houston, Texas, and I was broadcasting out there for about six years and then came here to, to DC and uh, almost immediately got picked up by a Baltimore uh, affiliate. So uh, just doing, you know, the two cities here in the area. And then I do uh, five other stations through the power of the internet. <laughs> Y'all see how busy she is. She's busy. So again, yeah. we got her on the show for Women's History Month because we want to show what's going on here. And this, my podcast is all about the voices that are unheard. Mm -hmm. And maybe you never, never heard of her, but we're going to hear about her today and learn a little bit more about her on the show. So, all right, you moved around to California and Anchorage. Yeah. When did you start liking to write? Where, where did they all come from? Like journalism? Sure. Where, did that, where did that come from? Was it somebody in the family? Well, uh, my father was... Um, he was a blues musician. Okay. I'm actually, my name, uh, he named me after his favorite Taj Mahal song, okay. Karina Karina. And so he was an artistic individual. My mother was very artistic as well. And then my stepfather was a very artistic person. So just growing up around creators. Um, and then, uh, you know, I always, like, even as a little girl, I think I've been composing poetry even before I could actually write. I remember mm. being young and then just, you know, always making up poems and stuff in my head and, um, and just being, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a ham and a performer even mm. as a child. And I, you know, I've always been a writer, a creative writer. And so I took on journalism and uh, public communications in college and then uh, fell in love with spoken word poetry. You remember that? Um, remember the movie Slam with yeah. Saul Williams? Yeah, that, like, was, that was a joy. Yeah, yeah, that was when that was my introduction to performance poetry. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I took my poetry off the page and began to uh, began to memorize and, and perform it. And uh, honestly, a lot of people think that, you know, because my broadcast career has been so long since the 2000s, but I was doing performance poetry before, and the performance poetry is what led me to radio. I did a, I was doing a performance piece, and a radio station was on site, and uh, somebody who is a, a brother in radio, uh, Don Mega, he has, that's his, his radio name, he was there. And he saw my poetry performance and was like, you need to be on the radio. Oh, wow. And at the time, I was going to college for journalism and public communications. And I chose to, I was also um, separated from my then husband, being a single parent, working multiple jobs. And so, um, though the internship at the radio was not paid for, I had to choose between going to college or doing, you know, doing the radio. 
And my thought was, you know what? College will always be there and this opportunity and this moment in time will not. So Mm. I grabbed on with both hands and I never let go. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. You you said opportunity doesn't happen too often. Mm-hmm. When got, doors are open, don't you you open the door, don't close it. Right. And that's what I always tell people that I associate with and I work with business. Say, hey, be at that event. You mm-hmm. never know who's going to see you. You never exactly. know who's going to be. You know, as tired as I am, most of the time I'm going to events, I show up because you know what. I'm there for business. Yeah. And you never know who can be there. And that's amazing. That's how we met. That's how we met. Yeah. That, that's how we met. Yeah. Literally, literally, Heidi was like, hey, I need you to look for my friend. She's coming in. And I was like, who's your friend? <laughs> and she, you know, she described you. I was like, oh, okay. I see her now. Okay. <laughs> but that's how we met. And yeah. like, it was just literally shout out to Heidi for intro- introduction. You know, yeah. Heidi's been a uh, really big um, inspiration and she's been a big supporter of the show. Yeah. So I just really give her a shout out. But, you never know. And I love that, mm-hmm. that you, so you chose that. You're like, let's do it. Let, let's figure it out. And a great example, just to speak to that, always saying yes. I, a lot of the jobs that I got along the way were because of the poetry. So mm. one of the things that I do, I love to give back to the community. I consider myself not necessarily an activist, but an artivist. So I like to use my gifts to give back to the community. I like to tithe my talent and tithe my time Mm. Um, because those are the things that are the most valuable that I have to give. And so often uh, people have asked for my poetry performance for um, charitable events, things of that nature. And so I'll show up and I'll give the gift for the cause mm-hmm. and then it ultimately opens another opens another door to something that is a paying you know opportunity or you know a job i you know i once the the mayor was in attendance at this event in anchorage alaska he was moved by the poetry performance and then he appointed me to a seat as a commissioner on the arts advisory board for the whole community wow just because i said yes to that free performance and gave to the cause, which was for uh, uh, domestic violence for mothers and women, mothers and children. And that's something you you hit it on the head right there. And I love what you said. Sometimes you do things for free, yeah, and you don't know what's the blessings that come at the, at the other end. Yeah. And I'll tell a lot of people that you may not get paid in the beginning, but something's coming down down the pipe that you yeah. might that you don't see yet, but it's there. And I've done a lot of shows where corporations are like, hey. We want to do a show. I'm like, you have all this money, but y'all can't throw me a couple of dollars. But I'm like, you know what? No, don't mm-hmm. think that way. Mm-hmm. Let me show them what I got going on. And then they walk away and say, hey, we got something going on. We know somebody who's going to hire you for something event. And so I always yeah. count my blessings when I do things like that. So I'm glad you said that. That was yeah. really cool because I think people really need to hear that and understand that. Yeah. So you got, you got, you got the, you brought back the, the soul of you proud, you jam <laughs> about poetry. Um, so poetry is your first love. Yes. It sounds like to me. Yes. And then music, then journalism was kind of like the second part, the second love. So they pretty much hand to hand. They went hand in hand. And, it, you know, it's interesting because I remember, you know, I remember playing radio <laughs> as a as a kid. You know, I had this little, I had the little Casio joint. Do you remember the little red with yep. the one speaker? Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was so important because you could record Right. The radio. The radio, yep. And I used to, and in the Bay Area, in Oakland, it was 106.1 KMEL mm-hmm. was the station out there. And it was hip hop, hip hop and R&B station. And I used to record the radio shows. And then I'd, re- you know, re- have the little mic and record my voice. And I'd be like, 
you know, that was Tone Luke. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love that. I love that. So I've been play, playing radio for, for a long time. So the, you know, that manifesting itself um, in my life is, you know, is probably divine order in many ways. And a lot of what I would do, and I think this is where the poetry comes into play, is I loved to write, like I would record my favorite songs and I would write down the words to the songs, the mm. lyrics to the songs, because that's, I wanted to have those. And that really was, you know, where that, you know, lyricism and wordplay c- comes, you know, comes into my life. And I would incorporate that into my, my own poetry, especially, you know, just growing up, with hip hop and and being just so deeply in love with hip hop mm-hmm. and and lyrics in particular, then you know breaking down the different rhyme schemes and stuff and seeing how different people would rhyme and how um, you know sometimes you rhyme in the middle you know in the middle of the line and then and then use that as a hook sync to bring it back to yep. the next line. So I'm you know very passionate about that. I used to, I, I wasn't a poet, but I used to freestyle back in the day. I used oh. to, I used to, we don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't that's, that's an exclusive right there. Nobody knows yeah, about that. Yeah. I used to uh, freestyle back in the uh, high school cafeteria. Okay. And then in college, when everybody was hanging out late night, it was always a freestyle yes. cipher. But I loved hearing that because we had sessions. It was called um, Blues Sunday in Syracuse. I love and it. And it was like a guy, everybody would come up with any craft, a freestyle, and the poetry was always that night. And so it would be a dope just hang out and everybody's snapping their fingers. Yes. And it was just a vibe because everybody, this is in college. Uh-huh. And we're all getting dressed up to an event. And we all listen to poetry and just people perform. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, all right, this is some grown and sexy stuff. And, you know, you're 2021 20, and you're in the freezing cold, like yep. not like a lot of anchors. Uh-huh. But, but you know what I mean? So I, I respect that. I like what you're talking about. So that's yeah. really cool. So, folks, what we're going to do is after these messages, we're going to talk a little bit more about from the style she got, the poetry, the journalism, and now I got the whole package. I saw her on Instagram doing some poetry in Baltimore. Ah. I was like, why did why I didn't get that invite? I needed to be at that show. So let's talk. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about, you know, how she's fell in love with the DMV. And now she's here. She's on all these different radio stations and how she's gotten there, how she's keeping that goal. Hopefully she can drop some jewels and gems about to other people out there who may want to be doing what she's doing. Right back after these messages. When you give to United Way, your gift could be the first spark of something bigger. It can help someone find, interview for, and get hired for a job and provide follow-up services for success. It can break down educational barriers and give that extra help to a struggling student with in-school support programs. Give today. Spark something bigger. No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there's something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You would just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, online ordering, carry out, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Hartford Road. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. And 
right, folks, we are back at No Cooks in Dark Podcast. I want to give a shout-out to the sponsors, Snug Books. Thank you, guys. You know I get my books from you guys all the time. Zeke's Coffee, keep me going in the morning time. You know how thirsty I'm in the morning time. Also, uh, you know, we have Sagamore Rye. That, you know, they take care of me. Sagamore Rye, check them out. Also, we have um, United Way Central Maryland. Always doing amazing things in the community. Love working with you guys. You'll see me a lot of the different events coming up. Come check us out. Check my Instagram and whatnot. Miss Karina Delgado is back. What's up? Hey, I'm excited about this. Uh, so Sagamore Spirit Rye. Yeah. I'm about to try this ginger and rye cocktail. Let's, let's so cheers. Let's, let let's, let's just, have let's air yes. cheers. Cheers. Let, let's let's do it. I'm drinking the night the night brunch punch. Ooh. Okay. okay let's let's in let's, the daytime. Daytime. Day day drinking. You know, just a little sip. A little sip. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like, if you have like a ginger beer. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Just one You know, to... Saturday, I'm all about day. Uh, it's I'm Saturday. all about day drinking. It's day drinking <laughs> Saturday. I mean, if I was in D.C., right. it'd be all day, every day, yes. you know, but it's, it's a good time for brunch time. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about journalism and how mm-hmm. you got into it. So what was yeah. your first big gig? Like yes. when you were like, mama, dad, you Catch the baby on the radio. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> like when was that? When like when was that? Because yeah. I always has 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 that feeling when it happens. Yeah. Tell so me about it. Uh, it was in Anchorage, Alaska. So it was Anchorage's first hip hop and R and B station. So KFAT ninety two nine. Okay. Uh, that was my first radio gig, and as I mentioned previously, my dear uh, friend brother. Uh, and and radio family Don Mega and then also Kim Kane who ultimately went on to be in uh, power in New York City and on MTV as well. She came out. She's a Anchorage Alaska product too. Mm. They brought me on and I used to do an entertainment report mm. for for them. And then I worked for free in the freezing cold in Anchorage Alaska for like two years Mm. so and I would go every day like it was my job and so a lot of times you know you get on the quote unquote back then I don't know if they do this now but remember back in like the early 2000 like late 90s early 2000s radio stations would have street team yeah that was the spot yeah Yeah, yeah. and then you like they they would be the you know the the people that are grinding and trying to get on they're Mm -hmm. putting on the bumper stickers for you handing out sodas and you know t-shirts and all that kind of stuff so I did street team and just but I was the most consistent one and so Mm. you know people will fall off and go on to do their other things but I still showed up like every every day every time every any time there was a a live remote they knew that they could count on me and so when the opportunity presented itself like somebody got fired and they were like are you ready Mm. and I was like yeah and they knew that I was because I was consistent and disciplined and always showed up so I mean, it's just one of those things that hard work beats talent when talent won't work hard. You went to the street team. I always go back to when, it's funny you say that. I still believe that. Yeah. Because I always saw people, there's so much noise mm-hmm. on the internet mm-hmm. that you got your TikTok, your Instagram. It's nothing like being hand-to-hand out and just talking with people like, hey, this is my podcast. This is my radio. Yeah. This is who I am. You're out there. hand. I mean, we did it last week and see how that weighs. I'm talking to everybody. I got my hoodie on. I'm branded everywhere I'm going. Come check me out. Here's my card. Scan it. That's the word of mouth. Nothing beats that. And you just hustled and you worked, you grinded, and look where you are now. Yeah. And it was, again, just that um, hard work and consistency. Okay. There's no substitute for hard work and consistency. 
And so it was just something that I, you know, continued to do, continue to grind, um, show up, you know, all the time. So uh, I'm prior service. I used to be uh, in the army. I was a 91 Bravo combat medic. And having that military background really instills like a core pillar of discipline and um, and just being steadfast. Mm. And so for me, you know, it was nothing to it but to do it. And so it's a lot of sacrifice. It's been a lot of sacrifice, but I just kept on grinding and climbing and, you know, here I I am. But I I, I love the climb. Like, I love it. I love the climb. I love it. When I look at my roster and always look at people for Women's History Month, I was like, I had to have Mm -hmm. you on. Oh, thank you. Because I just knew you had a great story. And just seeing what yeah. you do, you like every morning. Hey, friends! And like, oh, <laughs> you know, everybody, hey. it's like every year consistent though. Mm-hmm. Consistency mm-hmm. is key, mm-hmm. and you're always on really the is. scene. You know, you hanging out with Sunny in the city, yeah. hanging out. But but that's what I'm saying. Like you were on the scene, and I was like, I gotta get on the show because I want to know. So somebody out there understands, you gotta work hard out here. Yeah, nothing's ever given to you. When, and, and I and I I'm glad that you mentioned that inside the stories and the reason that I um, I'm sure for some people it probably feels like they're watching reruns so when you're inside the stories because I'm doing the same thing at the same time every day you know I wake up at 245 every morning mm. and you know and I'll, I'll post like you know my Bible verse of the day um, you know I, I clock when I get into work I wake up and say good morning and here's what we got going on on the show, et cetera. And even the small things like the cleaning of the house or the things that are not so cute. Like I'll get into my, you know, uh, I'm a homeowner and uh, I'm recently had to rent the house out. And so, um, you know, getting in there and doing that grimy work and stuff. And so I think it's important to, um, to also showcase the hard work part of it mm-hmm. because a lot of what people see is the, you know, on just on your, when it comes to social media, just the glamorous parts. And yes, it should be a highlight reel. In my opinion, you know, um, it's important to, to show that, that, you know, that the fruits of your labor as it were, but it's also important to show what it takes to have a harvest. Mm not just the fruit so that people know like none of this came easy Mm. and and though i you know though i just came on the scene here in the dmv it's been for a little over four years now but you know and you if you're looking if you're looking at my harvest you're looking at my my you know my platter of fruit well i've been doing this for 23 years Mm. so it's it's a lot of work i like that it's a lot of work i think you gotta show the work you gotta show the work yeah. Gosh. Remember in school back in the day, they would be, like your teacher would be like, "Show your work, oh, yeah. carry the one." Uh, uh, <laughs> you have to show your work. You know, they, you know they don't do that anymore. That's, they got the new math now. They don't, oh, I don't understand. They got that new math now. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> they got that new math. I'm like, yeah, I ain't mind gonna touch this right now. They don't even teach. Remember how you had to write in cursive? Yes. They don't do that no more. No. Nope. They don't teach you oh. cursive anymore. No how are people gonna learn to sign their name? That's a good question. <laughs> I go. I'm me. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't ask oh, those questions wow. anymore. But you know, I, I I had a friend the other day who I was talking with, and a young millennial, whoever it may have been, they're like, I was like, hey, she was like, hey, write this check for this to this. Kid up there was like, how do you write a check? Oh, because it's not taught. It's not yeah. there anymore. It's like I can tap it, scan it, 
Yeah. So it was, it was, she was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, and she was like, he's like, I really don't know how to write a check. Wow. Wow. So we grew up in a different era where you had to learn yeah. a lot more. Now, checks are really, are they, they're still around, but not around as they used to be. Sure. It's kind of weird how you think about things like that, you know, look at it. So. Yeah. I said something, uh, uh, we were going to an event and we had some young people that were working the mm-hmm. promotions team in the car. And I said something about a cassette tape and they were like, what's a cassette tape? And I was like, if you don't get the hell out of yeah, this car right. immediately, I'm going to make you walk. You don't know the, you don't know the drama of getting a pencil and, and yes. that cassette tape back so you could play the cassette tape. You yes. don't know the, the, the stress. You like, you don't want to mess that tape. You just record it off the yes. radio. What do you know about rewind? <laughs> yeah, you see track. We had to find that hot part yeah. and then hit it, rewind for three seconds, hit it. Yes. That, that, was, that was a struggle. That yeah. was a struggle. Yeah. So that, I, I love that. So you left Anchorage. Struggle to, creates character. It does. It does. So where'd you go out to Anchorage? Where'd you, when you left, ready up mm-hmm. there, where'd you go from there? I hopped out to uh, to Houston, Texas. Oh, H-Town, what's up? Yes, H-Town okay. down. And <laughs> Houston will always have a home in my heart. Like, I, I absolutely fell in love with Houston. Houston and I are trauma bonded because mm. I went through Hurricane Harvey. Ooh, that was tough. And then was broadcasting throughout that, throughout that whole experience. Wow. And then the triumphant rise from the water in Houston mm-hmm. was uh, it just made me fall so in love with uh, with Houston and the spirit of Houston. It really has a champion spirit. Houston's a great city. Uh, it is. My a parents great used to live in uh, Sugarland. Oh, yeah. So they actually live on Sugarland. Um, and then I I went down there recently, two thousand and fifteen or sixteen. It was for the Final Four for basketball. Yeah. And it was off the. Yeah. Houston different. That's a whole different. That's different now. They it's different yeah. down there. I, I like Houston. I like. The scene, the food. Yes. I um, went this place called French's Chicken. Yeah. That's like this bag. Did you go to Papa Do's? Oh, you already know Papa Do's. You already know. So I used to live in Dallas too. Yeah. So Papa Do's was always a spot. Yeah. That's the only place I remember back in the day had no reservations. You just had to show up. Yeah. I don't know if they still like that. Yeah, yeah. But you just no reservations at all. Mm-hmm. You just had to show up. Best seafood I've ever had in my life. Yeah. So yeah. So you're going to Texas days. <laughs> no Texas days. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm H-Town Okay, down. okay. Mm-hmm. So you were in Houston for a while. And then how'd you end up? In the Mid Atlantic, because I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now, the DMV is gonna be controversial. Okay, is is DC, Virginia, and Prince George's, Baltimore is not DMV. I agree with that. Okay, all right, all right. I agree. So how did you end up in the the region? I'm calling it the Mid Atlantic region. Sure. Mid Atlantic region. <laughs> but but. Okay, okay. I hear you. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We're, we're not the DMV. Sure. We're different. Sure. So for me, um, I was working for, uh, in Houston on 104.1 KRBE. Okay. And I was doing nights and weekend and then covering for holidays out there. And that is a Cumulus product. Right. And I have an amazing uh, not only she was my program director then, so she was the station manager, and now I consider her a mentor. Um, and just like a tidbit on the side, in the world of radio, less than 5% of the programmers are women. So since it's Women's History Month. And so in the past, that's widely been regarded as a boys club. And so as women come into these um, more positions of uh, not only management, but because programming is, you know, um, it's more uh, uh, like technical. It's not just, oh, this is how the music should feel. It's, there's a lot of, a lot of technical that goes into that. And so Leslie Whittle, is um she is a powerful powerful 
woman in broadcasting and I admire her so much but she was helping mentor my uh, and build up my career as she does for everyone that works for her and I started uh, I was able to be like completely transparent with her like my we're not I'm not growing here so I'm gonna start looking abroad for the next opportunity and she was like however I I understand and however I can help you how often does that ever happen in any arena right And so uh, Cox Media Group in Miami was going to pick me up. And so I was going to head out there mm-hmm. and be on, you know, um, be the digital director and um, and do some radio stations out there. Well, if you'll recall, well, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the radio station, but in D.C. there was a heritage station, Mix 107, um, 107.3. And, uh, and that was a cumulus product. Okay. And then a position came open. And so basically Leslie was like, we can't let the competition steal her away. Mm. At least we can keep her within the same company. Mm. And so they pulled the trigger on it faster than Miami did so they just because Miami was like vetting me and making Mm -hmm. me go through the whole process Mm -hmm. and then Cumulus since I was already within the company and they didn't want to lose me they made me the job offer immediately and I was working for Rob Roberts at the time and now he does radio ironically for Cox Media in San Antonio, Texas. Wow. So you know they're always like, whenever you're ready to come back to Texas. <laughs> right, let, let me know. Let us know. But again, it's always about, you know, those relationships, creating and maintaining those relationships, not burning bridges, um, conducting, you know, conducting yourself with a spe- not only a specific worth, work ethic, but um, integrity and just, you know, just, just always – bringing what you have to the table like I don't I don't burn bridges and I, though I'm incredibly competitive I'm not um I'm not ugly to my competition across the street because you never know when you have to like when one door closes you may need to go and knock on that door and be like hey I'm available facts that's that's facts right there so you're you're here DMV got mm-hmm. a job what do you think about when DV when you first got here I mean because you had what are you at Miami on deck where yeah you know, it doesn't snow right <laughs> 80 to 90 Paradise. every day. And now you come <laughs> to like, it's going to be, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be, so you, you get yeah. all four seasons here. Mm-hmm. Did you like, was that, were you kind of like, you know what? I'm going to go wherever it flows. Is that how yeah. you, were, you were happy when you got here? Yeah. What was your first thoughts of DMV, like the area? I loved it. So um, the station, that station at the time was located in Friendship Heights. Okay. So, um, uh, you know, that's actually like more near Bethesda. Yes. And right. so I was able to kind of, uh, stay in that area and then dip my toe into into DC proper, right. uh, you know, a little bit at a time to acclimate myself. But I loved it right away. And then, and as soon as I got on, um, as soon as I got on there, that station sold. They were I was there for three months, and they were like, "Yo, we're selling the station, and it's wow. going away forever." And so then, when news of that got out. Miami came calling again mm. and shout out to Phil Michaels. He's the, he's the ops manager over there and we've always kept in touch and have a work, great working uh, relationship. But, um, but then a dear friend of mine uh, was on the station across the street, which was intercom mm. and he needed a morning show co-host. And so then they, they gave me the job offer right away. So I just felt like, Oh, it must be meant to be for me to stay here. Right. And then that's when, Baltimore within the same company which I work for now uh, formerly intercom is now Odyssey Odyssey yes and uh, and Tom Cook in Baltimore 
came knocking and he was like, Hey, can you do, you're doing mornings over there. Can you do middays for us? I love it. And I, I said, it. yes. And, and Odyssey's everywhere. Odyssey's yeah. Odyssey's big. worldwide. It's International huge. actually. Yeah, yeah. They're huge. They're yeah. huge. And you work with Gina Crash, right? I do. Okay. Shout out Gina Crash. What's up? Yes. She's, she's the best. She, we, you know, we've never met in person, uh-huh. but we've talked like through email, social media yes. and stuff like that. She's always been very kind and literally somebody came on my show and they were like, we just interviewed with Gina Crash. She's told us mm-hmm. about you. And we told her we were going to see you. She was like, Aaron's awesome and like, which is really mm-hmm. nice because we've never like even seen her. But that's like, who that's, Gina is in yeah, real life. Yeah, she is that person in real life. She's real good people. So shout yeah. out to Gina, definitely. So you're on, you're on, you, you, I mean, let me tell you, you're doing a lot of stuff. You're working hard. Thank you. You got, you got the morning show, you got the midday, mm-hmm. you remote in Austin. Yeah. How do, how do you do all this? Discipline. You know, uh, during the pandemic, I went down this uh, like this OCD rabbit hole of um, studying efficiency. Okay. And so between like different workbooks and podcasts, as well as audiobooks on just how to um, do things like habit stacking and how to streamline your workflow, how to build positive habits that help automate your life. Mm. And so uh, what once would take me an hour and a half now only takes me half an hour mm. and so and i always front load my day and i you automate what you can and then it leaves space for open for for other things so in um in the army uh one of the things that we learn is hurry up and wait okay and so you do it so the whole concept of that is you get it done in a timely fashion right up front so hurry up and wait being like that way you're available for anything that happens next, whether that's, you know, um, you know, a wartime situation mm. or, you know, just anything else that needs to be done, helping fellow soldiers out, whatever the case may be. Or, you know, relaxation and like doing something, you know, to your leisure. But you get the job done first. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, you, I mean, because you're busy. You are busy. And yeah. what do you like most about the radio? Oh, I love like spreading joy. Like I love giving light and joy to people. It is just, you know, it it gives me a sense of purpose to help brighten people's mornings, especially like for, so for the show that I do, my show on 94.7 The Drive is the morning drive. Mm-hmm. I have my own morning show right. and I get Still. to step, my three core pillars of the show are positive, informative, fun. We don't fuck around with politics. Mm. We don't go down negative, neg like we don't go down negative spirals. None it. of that. The music is '80s and '90s music, and so yes. it's nostalgic in that regard. And we just keep it really positive. And uh, unfortunately, the original host got let go during the pandemic because of you know um, layoffs and things like that. So, um, you know. At that point, I created, instead of the conversation being between him and I, mm-hmm. I created the conversation with the audience because people were isolated at right. that time. And so they, you know, and a lot of people were then broadcasting from home. So they didn't have the ability to take phone calls and things like that. Mm. But I went in every day mm. to the radio station. I never stopped. I have never stopped working since the beginning of the really? pandemic. And I would go in um, and, and, and do my radio show. People were, were like desperate 
to have conversations with other humans. And so we, I was just airing phone calls. And so the beauty of that show is that it's truly become a conversation with the community. I love that. I love that. And then we, I, now I forgot when I, I would be remiss if I said, you're on TV too now. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we do I, I got to get, get the flowers. We got to make sure we show the love. Yeah. You're on TV. Yes. So tell us a little bit of TV. Tell me all about that. Sure. So I'm doing a show on DCW 50 and it's called Living Local DMV. It is the daytime lifestyle show for that affiliate. And the host of the show is Sharice Gomez. Co-host is Bridget Curran. I get to be on every day bringing that conversation that I have on the radio with the listeners, which is a segment called The Last Word. Mm -hmm. And so I bring that on to the show every day. Here's what we were talking about. This is the pulse on, you know, the finger on the pulse of the community. Mm. And here's what we're talking about. And then we play some of the callers. We play the responses from the callers. And then we open up that conversation to the hosts and co-host. And then I also, you know, still do my entertainment report. So I give them the pop five, which is the top five pop headlines. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the week, I have a segment called All Access. And so we actually bring in to the studio people from the community that have upcoming events or, you know, that are doing big things, change makers within the community so that we can use our platform to highlight what's really happening in the DMV in real time, as opposed to just like, you know, where people have to, you know, perhaps pay to get advertising or, you know, right. use other methods. We want to open up our platform to truly be a show that is representative of the community that we live in. I love it. That, that sings, that's, that you bother made me tear up. Cause that's, <laughs> just, cause that's what it's about. Yes. The people. Yes. And again, the podcast has always been the voice of the unheard. Yes. And getting people from the community. Yeah. And that's how it started. And that's how it spread in like hot fire. And people, and what you guys are doing, kudos to you guys. You're doing amazing things. Keep on pumping them out. Yeah. What would you say to that young girl, young woman out there who aspires to be into the media, wants to be a journalist, wants to be a poet? Sure. Wants to, and they're like, wow, I see you're doing it. How can I get there? What, what, what advice would you give them? Well, so I, I often um, speak at like colleges and stuff like mm-hmm. that. For example, um, are you familiar with Lou Holder? No, I'm not. Okay, so legendary Lou Holder, sports, like legendary uh, sportscaster okay. here in the DMV like okay. uh, and, and Baltimore as well. And then he actually teaches at a university. So he's brought me in. So one of the things that I always tell college students that are interested <laughs> in radio is I start with this joke. And here's the here goes the joke. This is a dad joke. What can a large pizza do that a broadcaster can't? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. Feed a family of four. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I like. Okay. I get that. You know, because this is, is not where the money is. Right. Right. It isn't. This is not what this is a this is a labor of love. Right. And this is people performing in their passion. Right. And and that's what that's all about. I mean, you know, if you're among the blessed to have your paycheck reflect that, you know, then, you know, can't count it all on God. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's a beautiful thing. But because I, I like broadcasters that. don't make money like that. I like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, so, I like that. You know, I think, um, but it does appear to many as a glamorous or fabulous life mm-hmm. because we're posting the pictures. We're at the events and we're, you know, shul- rubbing shoulders with celebrities and we're, you know, we get to be in the spotlight and things like that. So it's important to, I feel, you know, Wizard of Oz, pull back the curtain mm-hmm. of it and be like, 
first and foremost, do you really want this life? Because there's a lot of work involved to, to even, you know, get to it. And then I don't want people to get there and then be disillusioned. You have to love the climb. Like you have to love to do it every day. The process has to be what you're passionate about. Um, And so for me, and, and big ups to all the um, entrepreneurs out there. Like, I consider myself an intrapreneur. Okay. I like to operate um, under the umbrella of something that's already happening. All I bring right. my gifts to things that are already going on because I'm not, I don't have an entrepreneurial spirit. And um, I am very much a, like, my spirit animal is a, like, I'm a worker bee. And I think that that is an important conversation to normalize because we're living in a world that, you know, only the entrepreneurs or being your own boss is the thing that gets the most shine. Well, you know, there is something very uh, important to be said about somebody that shows up and loves doing a great job. Mm. And, And that's how I am. I love to do a great job. I love to like I never even in the in the military like it was never my aspiration to you know be in charge of a squad or mm. you know be uh, you know be uh, uh you know uh, in charge of a, a company or a platoon like I just want to be given my orders and execute my orders to the best of my ability and be recognized for the work that I'm doing gotcha. um so with that said you know I always you know, just like show up, work really hard, put like create capacity, fill the capacity, love, love, and like love every moment of it. Love it. I love it. You, you dropped some jewels, gems. You gave free game on here. That, I mean, that, folks, that's <laughs> free game. free game. Hashtag free game right here. And I, I appreciate you taking time out your day. Yeah. I know you got things going on. It's a beautiful Saturday out yeah. here. And I just really, really wanted to highlight women in the area who are doing amazing things. Uh, and I'm excited, excited for my listeners and viewers yes. to watch this because I think, you know, we always, they always want to learn about different. And you're like, oh, I've heard her on the radio. I've seen yeah. her. Well, there you go. You get to learn a little bit more about them through the podcast. Yeah. And it's really a blessing that you are honored that you've come down to hang out. And I'm glad we've made this happen. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. My pleasure. I don't get the speed round. Oh, you want speed round? Oh, she wants to bring up the speed round. <laughs> Oh, we, we can do speed round. Let's do I haven't it. Done, I haven't done it in a while. Let's do it. I haven't it. done it all the okay. season. Okay. Okay. So you already know the questions then, huh? Well, not, are, are they always the same? No, we switched okay. them up. We're going to switch okay. them up. Okay. Okay. Go all right. Whatever, all right. Let me, let me like. get a sip. Let me, we'll, let me get a little sip, bro. Let me get a sip of my Sagamore Spirit <laughs> Rye cocktail here. So real quick. Okay. Crabs or crab cakes? Uh, crab cakes only in Baltimore. Okay. Outside Alaska, Alaska King Crab. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Sushi or pizza? Sushi. What's your favorite sushi roll? Dragon to? roll. Ooh, okay. All right. Winter winter or summer? Summer. Okay. What's your favorite place of vacation? Miami. <laughs> and if you had to go to one concert and you had Prince, Madonna, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, who would you go to? Michael Jackson. All right. See? And then Backstreet Boys? Or I got, I got, I got, or uh, in sync. I, I, I got. Oh, okay, we, we, we can. Hold up, hold up, <laughs> Mike. Hold up. New edition of Boys and Men. New edition. You're off the speed round hook. <laughs> See, I, I brought it back. I, cheers. Cheers. cheers, cheers. I brought the speed round back. If I, I'll just say 
say this though. I did get to see Prince before he passed away. That's why I picked Michael Jackson. Okay. But Prince is my all-time favorite artist. Okay. And then I thought you were gonna ask me what concert, hands down, like concert is on my bucket list now, and it's Sade. Ooh, Shadi, but Shadi in England, she ain't coming out of England. She, where's she been? She's been stuck no, in England No, but you know, she does. She only does every 10 years. So I think this close? is her year. I think close? we're close. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, Shade, yeah. Shade have people having a lot of kids out here, so I don't know. <laughs> 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 Shade comes Somebody going to get pregnant. <laughs> Somebody going to get pregnant, Shade. I Just love call him. Tracy Morgan. I Somebody's going to get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I love you some Shade. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. She, ooh, that got me serious. Like, I'm going to mm. play that shit. You know what I'm talking about, brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> but thank you so much, Ms. Thank you for, for having down. me. You got you, you put me on the spot, speed round. I love it though. <laughs> Thanks for coming down, yes. and hopefully we can do some some cool stuff together Absolutely. in the near future. Hopefully, maybe we can get her to a live show and do her some poetry. Maybe Don't tempt can, me with a good time. Maybe, maybe we can do that. Maybe let, let's. How about we gonna get her? Uh, we gonna have live shows coming up. We gonna get her. Let's. Where can we find you on social media? Let's let's go with that. Sure. So plug where what time your shows come on. Plug sure. it so people can find find you on air. Okay. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6, a, 6 to 10 in D.C., 94.7 The Drive. I okay. do the morning show. Baltimore, 10 to 2 on Mix 106.5. Uh, on the Odyssey app for all other stations, you can find us at the App Store or Google Play. Um, I do a uh, throwback hip-hop and R&B station in Austin, Texas. That's Hot 95.9. And then you can find me Monday through Friday on DCW 50, Living Local DMV. And then links to all of the above at KarinaDelgado.com. Okay. Did you get Beyonce tickets yet? Nah, I think, I, I, I think they're asking for a kidney yeah. or a uh, plasma Plasma, if you want to sit in the nosebleeds, a kidney, if you want to get close. <laughs> I'm good. I, I just, I'll tell you a story offline about the Beyonce story. <laughs> Folks, love, peace, we're out.